worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Time to bring a friend into the family. I can't think of a better friend right now to bring in than our man Andre Not Guardians on-field reporter, Bally Sports. My man, what's happening, Andre? Not much. How are you? Happy Friday to you, JT. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Kenny mentioned yesterday he reached out to you, texting back and forth, da-da-da-da. He's off today. He says, why don't you talk to Andre Not?" And I thought, man, that's a great idea, and I'll give you extra reasons why. I mean, it'd be easy to talk baseball, and we're going to do that. You know, we know the Guardians get the number one overall draft pick, but... You've got like a podcast or something going on. I saw you talking baskets. What is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, dude, I'm so many different places. I can't even tell you what you saw of me, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to give it to you real easy. And we're going to start right here because I think we should start with basketball, work our way yeah. up to the Guardians. And then, of course, you're speaking Monday, I believe, at the Hall of Fame Luncheon Club. Yes, Don't- yes I am. Which, uh, to be honest with you, it's, I know we're talking in Canton. It's a, uh, it's a dream come true that they would want me to come there. Uh, I'll be there Monday afternoon. I know there's been a lot of others that have that have done this. Uh, there's a little bit not ner- a little bit of nervousness there because you want to you want to be entertaining, uh, but mm-hmm. also careful <laughs> everything that you tell. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I know it's a great group of people that come out there and uh, do that all the time. So I'm glad to be a part of it. It's a blast. Kenny and I had the opportunity to do it a couple of months ago, and I will tell you two things. One, they're going to ask you a ton of questions. You're going to be able to answer them like nothing. It's easy. The other thing is, don't order the fish. That's just me, though. <laughs> I'm a fish guy, but thank you for giving me the heads up. <laughs> Andre Nod, Guardians on-field reporter, Bally Sports. Okay, let's start Cavaliers. Uh, I, mentioned, I mentioned the fact that I saw you on one of your podcasts or something. You mentioned something that rang true to me and a lot of my friends that we watch these Cavaliers games. It's just a matter of time to where it's, it's not just the beginning of the season. Now we're almost a quarter of the way in. You mentioned the fact that Dan Gilbert's been seen somewhere around the facility. Yeah, and you know what? Let me let me start with this with the Cavs because I think, and I'm 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 you know I'm a part of this. I think all of us because of the start they had last season mm-hmm. uh, and, and the joy they gave us. I think their expectations are a lot higher. I think you know we usually don't say basketball doesn't start till Christmas Day or okay. January first. Right. So I got to temp a little bit what I said, but yes, Dan Gilbert has been and is around way more. Uh, than he has been in the past. He's getting a little bit more healthy. Uh, he's healthier. Uh, so he's amongst uh, the, the games a lot more. Um, but I think he still is patient. I think what he's gone through with his health has made him a patient person. And, and I know that um, this has been – it's been a different year for the Cavs. And I don't know if it's because of the expectation or if they just don't have the right fit. And I know some over, some mm-hmm. over at Rocket Mortgage didn't like some of the things I said the other day. Um, and that's okay because – uh, I think the conversation is good to talk about right now. You know, they got off to, what, like an 8-1 start last year. And, hell, we thought Donovan Mitchell could have had a chance to be, you know, the MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a great start. And, and for me, um, I'll be honest with you, JT, I still have slight questions right. uh, if you can win it big with two undersized guards that are ball dominant. Um, and, look, they, look, tonight's a big game. They're, they're in a big run. they they, mm-hmm. they got to get their stuff together. But I – my opinion, I don't think Darius Garland has been the same Darius Garland we saw before Donovan Mitchell came in. Just my opinion doesn't mean it can't work 
But there's times where, and I'm not there every day, just times where it doesn't feel like it's the, the fit that I think we all want. I agree. I agree with that. And when you look at it, uh, I know we're only, what, 20 games in. What are they? Tw- a little over 12, 20 games in. Yeah. Darius Garland, to me at times, was lackadaisical, turning the ball over too much. But the other night, when he didn't turn the ball over, they played probably their best game of the year. They went 121 to, I think, 111 over Orlando, who at the time is the second best team in the East. If you could get that Darius Garland on a nightly basis, and I don't know that you can because does it work with him and Donovan Mitchell? I don't know. And that's and that's and see, and I think it goes a step further for me because I think the the next step for Evan Mobley mm-hmm. kind of playing this as well. And I think it's easy for us all to and look, I've been around those guys. So I am I, I, I like right. I like these guys. Darius Garland is a great kid, man. Evan Mobley's a great kid. I know Donovan. I've, I got to meet Donovan's dad when we were out in New York with the Mets. These are all great guys. I guess what I'm saying, and we got to be patient with JB. The, the parts don't seem to match exactly how we thought they were going to match early on. Now, they've dealt with some injuries. I know Darius's hamstring is still bothering him a little bit. But I guess what for me, JT, um, you see, hey, look, Indiana is riding high right now. Indiana's mm-hmm. kind of doing what we did last year, right? Mm-hmm. Got off to a great start, kind of surprising people a little bit. How, how Halliburton is becoming like the player that everybody's falling in love with. To me, and, and, and maybe, you know, and I'll admit it, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cavs fan. Mm-hmm. I think Darius Garland can do everything that kid can do. Now, I'm not saying that they can't work together, but off the top of my head, when I think of two undersized guards that led their team to championships or close to, I can only think of like the Detroit Pistons, uh, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be with Rip Hamilton and, and, uh, and Mr. Big Shot. Johnson. And then going all the way back to Dumars and Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Now, I'm sure somebody out there can think of another team, but I just feel like that puts them in weird situations defensively and offensively because it almost feels like at times, you know, Darius gets his like six times down the court in a row, and then it's like Donovan has to. And it just feels at times like there's no real rhythm of an offense. That's, that's funny, too, because J.B. Bickerstaff told us at Media Day we should expect – a faster offense. They were going to move a little bit better, more like San, uh, I'm sorry, Sacramento, or maybe like what we're seeing now at Indiana. And I think that makes sense. And I think if you ask these players, they probably do want to get up and down, and they do want to run a little bit more. And I'm not going to go yeah. to the injury bug, but how many games in would you think, Andre, does it take to really get a feel, and they've been hurt, how many games in should it be before we start seeing the Cavs we thought we'd see? Uh, yeah, that's the question. And, they, and they've added pieces. They haven't been healthy. They've added pieces that, that fit. You know, I went to the Lakers game, and I mm-hmm. went as a fan. I went with a buddy, and I kind of hid. And my buddy's not – he's from Erie, PA. And, you mm-hmm. know, he's a huge basketball player. I went to West Virginia. And for and it was it, sometimes it's fun to go to a game that's almost – go to a game with a guy that's almost an outsider, right? Because right. we watched – in the night they we watched, they didn't – everybody wasn't healthy. But he commented to me, he's like, man, when they penetrate – there's a big man at the rim every time. Like yeah. that's a fun offense to watch when they run it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got the two shooters that have come in. Both of them I like. Um, I, I think you just asked the perfect question. And mm-hmm. I think going back to the first thing you asked me about with Dan Gilbert being around more, I, and I think he knows this. He's been around for a long enough time. I think they do need some patience from all of us, including Andre Not, and them <laughs> developing who they are. The problem is, um, you know, after what happened in that first round, Mm-hmm. Against the Knicks and seeing the Pacers right. take off, you you know, like we all know who we're dealing. Dan Gilbert is a different cat, and I know he's different after the health issues he's had. Uh, but it's not. I don't think it's wrong for me to say that he's a guy that will pull a trigger quicker than most in his heyday. 
you've got a four-game road trip. You start in Florida. You got Miami, then Orlando again, and then back to back in three nights in Boston. Is this kind of? Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a make or break, but do they need to at least go 500 on this road trip? And if not, is it a personnel issue, or do you start looking at JB Bickerstaff? They they need to go 500. The thing is, you know, they, they this is a good team. I, I truly believe that, and and they need they need those two guards healthy, and they got to find a way to play with each other. Um, and and Evan, to me, I think Evan Mobley. You know, I've heard JB say this, and I tend to agree with this. He said a couple of years ago, when the Cavs become the best team they, they can be, that Evan Mobley will be their best player. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that, JT. <laughs> How do we do that? And, and I guess I'll say this. like In some ways, the kid is, is fabulous. Defensively, he's, one of, the best, he's mm-hmm. one of the top three defensive players in basketball. Unfortunately, there's not enough, even though we have every stat known to mankind out there. Yeah. Next, tomorrow morning, though, none of us are going to run to the – to the, the box score to look at what his defensive numbers are. Right. Uh, often, you know what I mean? Yes. So offensively, I don't want to push because Evan's different. Evan's not like not like the typical AAU NBA player. Um, he comes from a great family. Mm-hmm. And he keeps to himself, uh, very quiet. And, and, you know, and I've heard people, and you've done it too. We've all done it. Yep. I've heard people comp- compare him to possibly Giannis or possibly KG Mm-mm. or Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And when you start comparing a guy to that, kind of a letdown when you don't see 20 and 12 every night. And, and that's not fair, right. but I'm, I'm admitting I do do that, do that. You can compare all you want, but the question is going to be this. When do those guys you're comparing him to become who we know that they were? And, and right. that's what exactly. I'm seeing. When, when I think of Evan Mobley right now, I don't know if he's taking the proper steps to become an all-star or a big-time player in the NBA. Is the progression taking too long? Do you think he'll get there? Yeah, you know what? That's the thing, and I keep saying this to people. We all mature differently. Okay. The guys that are listening to this, the guys and gals that are listening to this are on the air, driving home on a Friday night, getting ready to go to happy hour or wherever they're getting ready to mm-hmm. do for the weekend. We all can look in a mirror and say, man, I wish I would have matured a little bit quicker. I would have picked this up quicker. Uh, and I think in the NBA and the league like that, uh, it, it, you know, I heard last night it was great. I was watching TNT after the, uh, the Pelicans and Lakers, and Shaq really came down on the Zion Williamson. But he okay. did it in a way that I thought was constructive and something that needed to be heard. And he's, he admitted himself, and Charles Barkley admitted to themselves, when they first got in the league, they thought they were playing hard, right? And it took some veterans in the league, around the league, to be like, hey, young fella, you think you're playing hard, but you're not. Right. I'm not – you, you, that's kind of where I'm at with – I don't have anything against Mobley. I just see the skills, and you see the height and the length. <laughs> and I, let's be honest. Yeah. I want this kid to turn into the star that we all think he can turn into, right? I agree with that. And, you know, we're just keep waiting because I think, you know, we were teased last year. We always want to see a team make the next step, kind of like the Guardians. And we're, we're speaking right now with the pride of the fighting Irish at St. V, pride of the golden flashes at Kent State, the one and only Andre not joining us right now. Before we transition in, I want to ask you, since you mentioned Shaq, did you hear Barkley yelling at Stephen A. Smith yesterday? Because it was outstanding. Wasn't that beautiful? You know, like for me, like for what we do, because JT, look, we're 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 living a good life. We get to we get to, we might not have all the money in the world, but we get to come chop. You know, we get to come chopping up and talk like all of our friends do, and they pay us for it. When I watched that last night, man, that's the pinnacle. It was <laughs> that so <is> good. Pinnacle. <laughs> so good. All right, Andre, let's let's switch over to the Guardians now. Earlier this week, and it, it kind of hit us off guard. We had no idea that they were having the lottery, the draft lottery. Guardians get the very first pick for the first time ever 
in Cleveland baseball history? My first two tweets were text, rather. One was to Tito. I said, couldn't give us one more. Had to give us one more favor on the way out. He laughed. And then I text Rick Manning. I go, oh, you'll, you won't be the top pick ever now. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Um, you hit on something that I got to talk about. Okay. And I'm glad you said it the way you said it. Um, you know, one of the things about baseball right now, and, I, and we all think we're going to find out about Otani tonight, and, and you think about free agency, and you compare what Otani, Otani's free agency has been like compared to LeBron James. Or compared to you know NFL you know NFL free agency, Major League Baseball is doing such a disservice to itself. It can't get out of its own way. Right. I say that, and I'll say my name, Andre. Not work for Bally's. I've done games for ten years. I love baseball. My family loves baseball. But at some point, this league has to learn how to sell itself and how to play with the big boys. You just said it, JT. You work in sports. Mm-hmm. You cover this team. The games are on your station. You didn't even know that nope. the lottery was last night. Could you imagine a couple mm-hmm. nights ago? Could you imagine the NBA having a lottery and the whole world not knowing? Could you imagine right. the NFL having a lottery and them mm-hmm. not running a show for twenty four hours, running up to it? Baseball has has to, JT. They've got to find a way. And I'm going to tell you something. And I don't want to get over my skis. You know, basketball is doing this this NBA tournament right now. And for, and look, I I mocked it. I mocked the courts. I didn't like half the the, the, mm-hmm. the jerseys at first. And, man, the last week I've been locked in every game. Telling you. Yep. They got me. They hooked me. And you know what they're hooking me with and what they're really doing for the people out there? The NBA TV deal is up at the end of this season, people. And Mm -hmm. everything happens from money, cash rules, everything around me. We all know that. They're trying to sell this thing. So NBA is going to do their best to sell this thing as a part of the TV package. And they may get Apple or somebody. They may Mm -hmm. get an extra, I don't know, $200 million. Like, because it'll be – just for this, this this tournament. That's like that's innovative. NFL, last night you had to watch the game on, on the channel that we only have because my wife buys all these dang gifts. <laughs> it's like, like, think about what these leagues are doing, and yeah. baseball just keeps shooting itself in the foot. It drives me insane. I'm excited, that, I'm excited that we have the pick. Um, I just wish baseball would do better. It, it really goes to show you how much they wanted to go against college football and the NFL, and we're talking about this NBA in-season draft. Uh, uh, not draft the the uh, the tournament, so to speak, yeah. and yeah, the courts I can do without the jerseys. I don't care about, even though I'm a uniform guy. But the thing that you saw was the fact that there was no time management, maybe because it's early in the season. But you saw high energy, you saw exciting yeah. basketball, and let's face it, nobody wants to go see a game where they don't get to see LeBron James play or they don't get to see the up and coming stars of the future. And man, these cats were balling. I mean, who thought that the Indiana Pacers were going to be playing for this championship? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. And this may turn their whole league around. The one thing that comes from it, you know, this, you put late sports, you've been around mm-hmm. sports and I'm glad we're seeing this at real athletes are competitors, man. And, uh-huh. and I know people could say, they already make a ton of money. Yeah, they do. But I've heard LeBron in the last two weeks, bring up winning 500,000 extra dollars. Like that's important to these guys. Yeah. You put some, I mean, it's and I look. I'm not a big soccer guy, but as I get older, I'm paying. Like it's worked in soccer. The competition has been great. It's given the it's it's motivated the players, and mm-hmm. we haven't had to talk about time and this and that. And to me, you know, baseball did a couple things last year by speeding the game up. I wasn't a fan at first, but mm-hmm. I'm loving it. They uh, changed the schedule and played every team. I love that. But they got to get off their rear ends, man, and really pay attention to what's going on. I mean, just think about Shohei Otani is a once in a lifetime player. And we barely know two things right. about what he may say tonight. 
Compare mm-hmm. that to like LeBron or whomever else going like Major League Baseball has. To, I'm gonna keep saying it because I want somebody to hear it. I want to make them mad. We got to do better baseball. We have to. Surprise! He had the number one jersey sales in the league last year, and it's gonna be interesting to see how much he and where he goes. I want to take you back into Guardians baseball real quick yeah. here. Last year, and I looked this up before the season started, so check me if I'm wrong. Your starting rotation before injury was mm. Bieber, Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savali, Zach Plezak, Hunter Gaddis. You end with Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen, and probably Gavin Williams. Now, if you're moving forward, and we know some of the guys that are no longer on this team, how and why were these guys going down so much last year? And how can you keep a starting rotation healthy? Yeah, um, you know, that that's the million-dollar question. And the one thing that they have been able to do, um, usually they, they they haven't had those type of injuries to the starters very often in the last decade. Uh, but last year, and I want to say a couple of years mm-hmm. before that, um, it's been it's been a rocky road. And and to me what's unbelievable is, you're right, a year ago at this time it was Plesak, Savali, Bieber, uh, and, you know, and two of the thirds are done, are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, Police Act doesn't even have a deal right now. quantrill um, has gone, and, and I kind of get that, the situation there. Okay. Um, I like Kyle. I don't think anybody, he's a competitor. Um, but they feel like they have young guys that have better stuff, uh, and obviously it comes cheaper. And, and that's part of it. The TV deal right now is, is an issue. It's a part of the things that are going on. And I, I got to be careful in what I say, but they don't know. Like, here's the deal. If Bally's is around. Mm-hmm. And Bally's and the TV deal sticks. They get sixty million from them. Right. If it doesn't stick, mm-hmm. MLB is only going to give them eighty percent of that deal. So wow. for people out there that are trying to understand why the Guardians are kind of doing some of the things they're doing, um, you you do twenty percent from sixty sixty million. Um, and I can you know I hear people rolling over on the dole and stuff already, but I don't care if any of us if I tell any of us today like there's a chance you're going to get your whole. Uh, your whole payment for the whole year, mm-hmm. or you're going to get eighty percent of it. I think all of us would do our shopping a little bit differently for Christmas, right? You know, and I don't, I don't second guess the ownership and say, oh, they don't spend any money because we got that call a million times last year. They weren't right. being cheap when they offered money to a first baseman and a catcher. It didn't work with Josh Bell. It just didn't work. We understand why they cut ties with it, but and, and I know you're tight with Tito, and now you've got a new manager coming in and Stephen Vogt. And kind of in a roundabout way, not probably the starters, but maybe the bullpen. Seems as though some of these guys got burned out a little bit. Was that a Tito thing, or was that just a matchup thing? And moving forward, I mean, what do you expect to be different with a new manager? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think the one thing, and Tito is is awesome, and I still do text with him daily, and I don't think that ever go away. Uh, One of the last texts he sent me when he left Cleveland a couple weeks ago was, you better stay in touch, and I will. Um, mm-hmm. He's a fabulous – he knows how to make everybody feel important. And that's the one thing I've learned from Tito right away. Um, even though he would, he would bust my, you know what, like no one else when I was wrong, um, he was always there for you in, in multiple ways. I bring that up because I don't know Stephen Vogt the way I know Tito, but mm-hmm. in the time that I've got to meet him and the people that I know that know him, uh, even though he's 39 years old and Tito's like 18, 16 years older than that, 17 years older than that, mm-hmm. they both have that characteristic of when they look you in the eye and talk to him. And I'm sure when you get the chance to do that, You'll understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and, and the beautiful thing for me is it's been unbelievable how many different connections and people um, that I know, that he knows, that we've already been able to connect on. Um, he's a people person. You talk about pitching. Um, he was a catcher. Uh, the one thing he did during his career was kind of get in the ears of his catcher, uh, the ears of his managers to kind of read the room and, and, and figure out and learn how things worked and why things did not work at certain times. 
Um, I think this will be, and this is nothing against Tito, and I'm very careful in how I say this, but I think this is going to be a good change up for the organization and the age. I mean, Tito is, mm-hmm. was great at understanding and dealing with the youngest roster in baseball. He was great at that. But at the same time, it was the youngest roster in baseball, and they've got, they, they listen to different music. They, they, I mean, anybody mm-hmm. that's a parent out there knows. You go hang out with it. You, like, I'm in my 40s. You go hang out with kids in their early 20s. It's a bit different. And I think that's where we're going to get a lot of help right now from vote in understanding how guys play, how, guy, how, guys, how guys go about the game now, how guys kind of think to themselves. And the one thing he said to me a couple of days ago, this is going to be the players, you know, team. I want to know what makes them work. Jose Ramirez is playing in the Dominican mm-hmm. League right now. And, Vote was kind of asked, can you believe that? And he goes, well, hell, I, he only did was ever kick my butt when I played against it. He right. can do whatever he wants. Um, he, you know, he has a feel for, for what baseball is like nowadays. The analytics part that we always will talk about, he's, he's read and heard that. It played into his career when he was pinch hit for. Uh, I think it's going to help the message, and I think with the youth they have, um, this may be about the perfect person to take in at this point in time with a guy like Tito leaving. And the best part that we have out of this, Tito has given Vote his number. They've talked a couple times. Mm-hmm. Tito has told him, whatever you need, whenever you need it, Good. I got you. Feel free to reach out. Outstanding. Andre Not is our guest right now. Andre, I want to ask you one more question about baseball. I want to turn quickly to the Browns after that because they've got a big one uh, on Sunday, and we see the Pittsburgh Steelers maybe going in the wrong direction. But, look, we, we understand the Guardians are never going to be in the market for a Juan Soto. But the thing is this. You do have needs on this team. What are Andre Knott's biggest needs going into next season? Uh, right now, we got to get another bat. We got more than one. They got to figure out the center field situation. Mm. Um, I love Miles Strong. Mm-hmm. I love him a lot more in the top of the inning than I do in the bottom of the inning when we're at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think most people uh, would agree with that. Now, he's down in Columbus right now with Chris Vileka working. Um, I think the one question they've got to answer, and, and I'm, I'm torn on it, and I'm curious what you'll say. Um, you got two gold glovers, two fabulous players. And Stephen Kwan and Andres Jimenez, mm-hmm. who've won gold gloves at their positions. You could move Kwan to center field. I've had some mm-hmm. scouts and people tell me, because I hear people on Twitter say it, and every scout I know and people I trust say, don't move him from left field to center field. He doesn't have the arm strength, his speed. Like, he's able to take advantage of a lot of things in left field that you can't do mm-hmm. in center field, is what I'll leave it at. Um, now, that, that doesn't mean Kwan wouldn't work his ass off to try to get there and do it, but you may be doing a disservice to him. And Jimenez. He's, he was the best defensive player in baseball last year at mm-hmm. second, it, it, period, but he played second. It's a shortstop. And he's never told me straight out he wants to go back to shortstop, mm-hmm. but he takes ground balls every day at shortstop. <laughs> if you had, it's like, amazing. So, so to me, like, over the next month, moves are going to start happening once Shohei figures out what he's doing tonight or tomorrow. And if he goes to Toronto, holy crap, that's going to be something else. Oh, I know. Um, that, trust me. I mean, I – I love Toronto. My, my, my kid wants him to go to Toronto. I, I think he's nuts, but we shall see. Mm. But the question I'll have is if they can find a second baseman that they really can believe can hit, or if they find a left fielder that they really feel like they can put out in left field for 140 games, you may see them move one of those guys. And I'm not saying it's the best thing to do, JC, but well, you may move a two two-time gold glovers if it fits best. Maybe now having the number one over all draft pick, we know that player doesn't come right up, but it might take another year or so. Maybe you start looking for that other infielder. I agree with you in the outfield. My biggest pet peeve with this team for the last number of years has been defensive outfield play, and now we seemingly have that. But 
with all the if you if you're talking about a backcourt for the Cavaliers, two six foot ball dominant guards, that <laughs> outfield's all the same in my opinion with the with the Guardians. I totally agree, and you can't you gotta you have you cannot go into the year again and produce what you produced home run wise from the outfield. It'll be interesting. You, you got away mm-hmm. with it the year before. Hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago was fantastic. Right. It was it was lightning in a bottle, man. And I got to tell you, I felt like during the season, I know I talked to you and Kenny a couple of times, I feel like the rest of the league caught up with the Guardians last year, whether yeah. it be still Stoyland Bay. Like, think about it. Baltimore we did. Ter- yes. We went from being a terror on the base pass to everybody and their mom running all over us last year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so you, I'm glad you brought up the catcher thing. Like, for so many years, we all complained about Austin Hedges yep. and, and everybody else who couldn't hit. And it was a, it was a good joke, and it, and it ran well. But last year, when they went out and tried to get some offense – Right. All right we, Zanino. We ran all like, yes. Your he man. Got, he got, yeah. He was a good dude. That Tito said, I don't care how good you are. If you can't hit or throw, you got to hit. But, dude, think about it. They went from stealing bases on everybody to not being able right. to steal bases and, and, and getting thrown out and, and not being able to throw guys out. They couldn't hit lefties. They let the Detroit Tigers in AL Central. They couldn't win in AL Central. They have a chance still to be good because Minnesota's got to drop money. Yep. Uh, Chicago's still Chicago. Detroit is coming up. Um, but they, they've got to look in the mirror, and there's some things they definitely have to change. And like I said, to me, you've got to find a couple right-handed bats because left-handed pitchers just devoured them last year. I agree. I, we'll look forward to talking to you more about the Guardians and everything else. We get a little bit closer. Quickly, I've only – Brian's given me the signal. I've gone long. Uh, 30 <laughs> seconds or whatever, I don't care. I we can you. go long. It's a Friday. Thoughts on the Browns? I mean, how do the Browns move forward and not start Joe Flacco? They are. Come on, man. This is, I hate I hate with the NFL shenanigans that they do. He's got to be the quarterback going forward. He gives them the best chance. I think Stefanski's done his best job as a head coach, and they still may not make the playoffs. They may sneak in. I just think the injuries. The defense last mm-hmm. week, the last two weeks, have scared me a little bit. Not because I love the scheme. I'm glad they're playing more man. But when Ward's not healthy and Garrett's not healthy, it's not the same defense. And I just don't know what Garrett's going to have the rest of the season. But I commend the head coach. I think Stefanski's done a well of a job. He's done as good as he can do, with the exception of all the injuries that are going to hurt you in the long run. And we saw the same thing at the basketball team and the baseball team. And it's unbelievable how these guys all get hurt at the same time. Yes, it is. It's it really crazy. is. It, it, it's un, and like every team goes through injuries. Well, come on, man. Yep. We're losing quarter. We're losing our best position. Unreal. Running back, left mm-hmm. tackle. But, hey, we, we go into the weekend in December. And they're still in the playoffs. Hey, we're talking about hey, it, right? For the last twenty, yeah, for the That's last right. twenty-five years, if I'd have told you you would have had that at the beginning of the season, you would have gave your left leg for it. So Amen, brother. Amen, Andre. We always appreciate you joining us. We look forward to doing it again. Hopefully, see you on Monday, right at the Hall of Fame Luncheon Club. Yes, sir. I'll be at the Hall of Fame Luncheon Club. Can't wait. Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hope to see you guys there on Monday.